This is the Wu Wei Wisdom Podcast, our weekly no-nonsense life lessons aimed to inspire you to master your emotional and spiritual health, achieve balance, harmony, and flow, and rediscover the authentic and awesome you. We're your hosts, David James Lees and Alexandra Lees. This week, we are talking all about how to stop catastrophizing. Now, this is when you always expect things to go wrong or anticipate the worst case scenario outcome in any situation. In this teaching, you'll learn why it is you do this, how your inner child is involved and what you can do right now to break this unhealthy habit. Okay, David, so how common is catastrophizing with the clients that you work with? Well, strangely enough, Alex, it's very common. It's something that they wouldn't come with as the problem. They'll come with another problem. But when you start to go through the cold and thread process with them or you start to talk to them to understand the basis of their issues, you will see this over-exaggeration, this catastrophizing everything. I call it, in in my words, worst-case scenario. And I would tell you, if you are the one that does this, this is a great example of your inner child. This is where the part of the mind that we call the inner child, we label the inner child, this is when they are trying to communicate with you. So if you're seeing everything as it's the end of the world, it can never get better, it's one problem on top of another one, it's a nightmare situation, Mm. this is the inner child. So I guess, David, that, as you say, the first thing a client will tell you is not all the worst-case scenarios they're thinking of, but they'll say, I am feeling really anxious, I'm feeling really stressed, I'm feeling really worried, or... I just feel hopeless or depressed. But that's come about because of what they're thinking. And that's right, Alex. And and so they'll come with an emotion. They will say what you say. They will give me an emotion. I am extremely anxious. I am fearful. I am scared. And so you can lead them through the golden thread process then. So for those of you new to our channel, it's a very simple self-inquiry process that you can do for yourself. You don't need a therapist to do it with, uh, with you just some very simple rules. The first one is, you are the creator of your emotions. You are not the victim. I believe this is one of the most powerful things that you can think about and meditate on. Let me repeat it again. You are the creator of your emotions. Therefore, you can't be the victim of them. Now, most of my clients will accept that on an intellectual basis. They'll kind of say, well, well, yeah, well, of course I accept that. And then they use the famous three-letter word, but. Or some of them have watched the videos will say, however. But the thing is, that has to be true 100%. You are the creator of your emotions. You are not the victim. So when you are creating anxiety, most people will say, I'm suffering with anxiety. Anxiety overwhelms me. I can't do it because I'm fearful. I can't do it because I'm too scared. I can't do this because of the emotion. And then you become the victim. It's a victim statement. So that's the first 
point. Do you believe 100% that you are the creator of your emotions? You are not the victim of them. I'm not saying you shouldn't have emotions. I'm saying emotions are wonderful, natural. They're what makes us human beings. They should be celebrated. But you are creating them. And when you accept that fully, then you can ask yourself the question. If you say, now instead of, I'm suffering with anxiety, which makes you the victim, you can then say, I am creating anxiety. Now you can ask yourself the golden thread process question. Why are you choosing to create anxiety? Then you go down. And I love what you said <laughs> once. It's like following the breadcrumbs. Why? Why do I think this? Why am I thinking that? Why do I believe this? And then you follow it down. You follow it down until you come to the reasons or the foundation or the grounding of the emotion. Now, I prefer not to use the word like anxiety, fear, scared. I prefer to use the word red or green lights. Red lights when it's negative, green lights when it's positive. So you are creating a red light or you are creating a green light. It's telling you that there's something in your belief system urgently needs your attention. The golden thread process follows you down. Why, why, why? Until you get to the reason. And then the reason creates the consequences, which are the red or green lights. And I guess, David, a lot of people would say, well, the reason why I'm experiencing or creating anxiety is because I believe this bad thing is going to happen. And it's quite right and normal for me to anticipate this because it may happen and I need to be prepared. And that's right. And that's where the catastrophizing comes in. So they'll then be in a position that, I don't know, they could be ending a relationship uh, they could be leaving a relationship. They could be moving jobs. It's normally something new. It's a new, something unknown. And the part of your mind that we label the inner child really dislikes the unknown so much. It wants to stay with the familiar. So to keep, so when you're coming to a situation that may be unknown, a new project, a promotion, a new partner, a new house, a new job, a new car, something different, something out of the normal. The part of your mind that we're labeling the inner child will immediately be on high alert now because what it does is to say, this could go wrong. So now it's going to try and persuade you not to do the new thing. Mm -hmm. And how it does it is very clever. I love it so much. It paints the worst case scenario. Oh, what if this happens? And what if that happens? And what if this happens? And the problem is, if you're not careful, when you answer one, what if, then they just give you another one. Then you answer that one and they give you a worse one. I call it, well, what happens if Martians landed? Because that's where it ends up. It keeps on getting worse and worse and worse and worse. Instead of saying, I don't like doing new things. I don't want to change out of my old routine. I know my old routine doesn't work, David, but I want to stick to it because it's familiar. 
And that's really what's going on here. Is it essentially because the inner child wants to live in a, a kind of like a protective bubble that it fundamentally believes that it's not going to be able to cope? Does it also believe it's not going to be able to cope with the worst thing that if the worst thing happens? Is that part of the reasoning to stick with the familiar? That's one of the reasons, Alex. So, so the inner child has experienced something and between the ages of six or nine, you, you it's part of your mind. You have experienced something. It could be one thing or a series of things or a situation, a dysfunctionality that the inner child wasn't able to deal with, didn't like, and it experienced for the first time ever this overwhelming, this powerful, intense emotional feeling. And I can't describe how strong this feeling is I think it's a very personal thing for every single person particularly when you're a sensitive person it becomes even more intense and so when you're a child you experience this very powerful emotion you may call it fear scared abandonment whatever word you want to call it I would want to call it a red light emotion now, the inner child doesn't understand about emotions or the situations that they're in. And what they perceive, because that's what it seems like, that the emotion is attacking them. It's almost like the emotion is like a kind of a, a rain of poison arrows going right into their heart. And this, for them, is the worst, the first and the worst case scenario that they've ever experienced. And so they quite rightly, quite correctly, as a child would do, is to say, I am never going to go back and experience that again. Now they start to build up layers of protection. One is what you say, I would want to be emotionally protected. Mm -hmm. I want to be emotionally safe. I want to try and control outside other people, other events, so I never encounter that situation again. You see, all of these are like layers, layers and layers. that builds up to not experience that emotion because the inner child does not accept that it creates the emotion. And that's when I said at the top when we were talking, you are the creator of your emotions. You are not the victim. And I'm sure when you think about it maturely, you can think, well, of course, emotions are a release of endorphins and other chemicals in the bloodstream, and they give you sweaty palms, palpitations, stomach butterflies, weak knees, weak shoulders, tightness in your limbs. They are a physiological reaction to what you're encountering. But your part of your mind is the inner child is running a completely different script and story. It still sees emotions as an external attack mm -hmm. on it, and that's the problem. So how do we solve this, David? How do we how do we have teach our inner child to have a more balanced perspective? So you're not saying forget the possibility of a worst-case scenario outcome but you're saying have a more balanced perspective. How do we teach our inner child to step away from wanting the protection, the familiarity? 
That's such an important question, Alex, for d- dealing with the worst case scenario. And if and if you're involved in this and you notice yourself always looking at the negative, always looking at worst case scenarios, always arguing, always taking the position, well, what if this and that could happen and this could happen? And you're right, these things could happen. Martians could land, couldn't they? Uh, we, you're not you're not wrong, but you keep on spewing out these worst case scenarios instead of saying. I don't want to move. I want to stay with where there's where I am. So the first thing that you have to do in to answer your question is you have to rethink the way you you as a mature person think about emotions. And that's why I want to do these videos and teach you this teaching. It's very powerful teaching. It goes against what you hear from other teachers. I know that. It goes against what you've heard on television and radio and reading books. They make you the victim. They give you techniques on how to control your emotions. And I'm saying, let's look at what creates the emotion. So the first thing you have to do is to think that when you have a very powerful red light emotion, this is your inner child screaming out for help. This is your inner child asking for some guidance This is not something to ignore like a lot of my clients do, to avoid, to shut off, to go and have another donut or another drink of whiskey or or, or do something else, to ignore the emotion. What I would say is when you experience the red light emotion, change your wording, ask yourself, why am I now choosing to create a red light emotion? Do the golden thread process, We've done many teachings on it. We've got lots in our archive. It's very simple. It's just asking very direct questions of yourself. Take you a couple of goes to get used to it, but it will come down to a belief. The belief will normally be what we call the three lies. So as I give you these three lies, ask yourself, have you ever said one or all three of these to yourself? I'm not good enough. I can't cope. I'm unlovable, or maybe I'm unworthy, or I have no value. It's all the same thing. One of those three lies, and this is now the belief of the inner child, and it will make everything worse, as you said earlier, because when it sees something new, like starting a new job, the light comes in. I can't be able to cope with that. What happens if they catch me out what happens if they see an poser syndrome see so we have all these wonderful names and 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 those speculations those worst case scenario outcomes are as you say based on those core lies that we hold within our belief system but even worse than that alex when then you let allow the inner child to pull you down in its way of thinking Mm -hmm. guess what emotion that creates more anxiety more anxiety yeah. So there now is the carousel of despair. So now the inner child's going, well, what if I can't do the job? Or what if this relationship goes wrong? Or what if I don't like when we move house? Or what if this and this could happen and that could and happen? Is that because we, the more we obsess about the what ifs, the more we make them vivid and real and bring them to life, the more red light emotions we create and the more that we then start to believe that this will actually happening 
will happen or in fact it's actually happening now because i'm experiencing the red light emotions it's that, like i'm living it now that's it you've got it you've got it it's not that it's going to happen it is happening it is in my happening. mind and i'm experiencing the pain and that then is what you quite rightly says is confirmation biased now the inner child says well there you are mm -hmm. it's actually happening now i haven't even taken the job and look at me, I'm a complete wreck. How can I do the job when I'm like this? And so I call it, my terminology is a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so it becomes the proof. You prove your own story, but you're proving it to the inner child and then the inner child gets more and more withdrawn and it's frozen. I love what the Chinese say. It's like a kernel in the middle of the knot and it's grasped tight, and you get your tight muscles, don't you? And your neck goes tight, and your stomach does a double flip over, and you can't see, you can't focus, you can't sleep well, you eat wrong, you can't exercise, because you're drawing yourself in, and because everything seems like a catastrophe. You are so tuned in, you're an expert at finding a problem. You will find a problem when a problem don't exist. If you get something, if you have a wonderful day out, you'll choose one little thing that didn't work well. Oh, well, remember when that didn't happen. You'll dismiss all the wonderful things and you'll focus on the negative things because it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. So do we need to catch ourselves as soon as we start to think the worst? Do we need to catch ourselves and stop ourselves at that point and say, hold on a minute, I can see what I'm doing here. Stop right there. Don't let this snowball. Don't let this pattern of thinking snowball. We need to stop ourselves. But then what do we need to say to the inner child? Do we need to say, let's get put some perspective here. Let's remember that we are now defaulting to our lies and let's default to something more authentic and truthful. Okay. So what we need to do is to change the way we look at emotions. That's the number one thing. And I believe for a lot of my clients, that's where they get the quickest and most benefit from thinking about emotions in a totally different way. Because the way you've thought about emotions, for most of us, including me, including me, the way we're brought up is that we are a victim of emotions. Emotions are something, some people have it worse, some people don't have it worse. It's like, like some people have got brown eyes and some people have got blue eyes. It's one of those things rather than we create the emotion. Nothing wrong with emotions, they're wonderful things. What everybody should have makes us human beings. Nothing wrong at the appropriate time to be fearful, nothing wrong to be scared, nothing wrong to be anxious, nothing wrong as long as you know you're creating them. And again, I would ask you to stop using these emotive words like anxiousness, fear, scared. I would prefer and I try to get my clients to say red light feeling, green light feeling, and you see what it does, it kind of takes some of the pressure away, just mm. straight away. Because I'm anxious, oh, I've just created a red light feeling. Can you see right away? Just that change in your perception. So the yeah. first question... It shifts your energy, doesn't that's it? That's right. That's the first answer to your question. What do we do? We work on changing perception. So if this is you and what Alex said when she was role-playing, if you agree, say, what do I do? The first thing you do is to answer the question, do you believe that you are the creator of your emotions, not the victim? Simple question. 
but actually it might take you a few days a week to really think it through, to really, if you get a resistance, if you want to say, but, which is a lot of my clients say, I ask them this normally the first, second question. I say, can I just check with you? Do you believe you'll create your emotions? And this is what they normally say. I've thought about that, David. I, knew, I guess you was going to ask me that question. I do believe it, but, well, then you don't believe it. There's a but there. And so you've got, if that's you, you can do this for yourself, you see. You don't need to go and see someone. You can say, well, what's the but? What is it? What part of me doesn't believe I create my emotion? I will guarantee you that's the part of your mind that I'm calling and labeling the inner child because it cannot agree that it creates the emotion. Do you know why it can't agree? Because then it has to take ownership. Thank you. It has <laughs> to become accountable. Yeah. And that's what the inner child doesn't want. Like all, no child wants no to be accountable. But now we're an adult, yeah. so we've got to kind that's of... Right. So know. there's a part of your mind that wants to be accountable. <laughs> Pull ourselves and up and part of face the mind. reality as challenging as it can be. But this, this subject's about catastrophizing. Yeah. So this, don't forget this inner child, is very clever. It's very creative. And it knows. If it just says to you, well, this might not work out, you might go and do it. But if it says to you, this is going to be a nightmare, yeah. oh, my goodness, oh, this is going to happen, they're going to say this, this is going to happen, if it builds up that, guess what you'll do then? You'll go, mm, okay, best not yeah. do that. And the inner child goes, that's because, it. Because the inner child is essentially saying, these bad things may happen, and it's going to feel terrible. But as soon as you do the work, as you say, to accept that actually I'm creating these emotions, these emotions that I'm running away from because you're, you, the inner child, is saying they're going to happen. It's going to be like a complete storm, tsunami of bad emotions. As soon as we accept that we're creating these emotions, it shifts the whole game. And then what it allows you to do, and here's the life lesson, once you can do that, and I'm with you, you can't just click your fingers and do it. You know, we have lots of teachings that you can go through the process to learn how to do it, to watch the little tricks that the child plays. So remember when you're going down the golden thread, don't let it tell you, I feel. You ban the F word. I think, I believe, I choose. So this is what a client said to me yesterday, and she couldn't get it. And I, and I said, so... Why did you create that red light feeling? And this was her answer. Because I felt scared. I said, but you've just given me another red light mm -hmm. feeling. She said, no, no, I'm giving you scared. I said, well, what's scared? And she said, well, it's scared. I said, but what is scared? And it really, we had this conversation. She said, oh, this is what she said. Oh, yes, that's, a, that's an emotion. So we're kind of hopscotching from one emotion, emotion to, to another yeah. rather than actually digging deeper to question the thoughts the thought. and the beliefs. Because when you can get down to the thought and the belief, now you can look at it in what I would call wu-wei from a considered point of view. You may choose to do this. You may choose not to do it. But wouldn't it be better to do that life lesson from a considered, consistent, calm, intelligent, looking at all of the facts, 
without the emotion and make a decision. Now the inner child will want to jump into that party because the inner child on their agenda is, I don't want to do anything new Mm -hmm. because... It will hurt. It might create emotional pain. So it steps in, steps all over your plans until you go, oh, God, I can't. Oh, just leave it. How many times have you said that? Just leave it. I can't be bothered. There you go. The inner child goes, yep, won that one. And also then the inner child learns, well, I'm going to do that again in the future because that worked well. There's a good plan. That's a good strategy. And I'll do it more. Just like a child would do. If I kick up a fuss, I'm going to get my own way by my parents. If If I scream and shout and say, this is terrible, this is a disaster, I'll get my own way and we'll stay safe and nice and cosy and familiar and I won't have to do anything I don't want to do. Yes. And then what does the inner child do? It then blames you for sticking at the yeah. same thing and not moving on with your, your life. life. And oh, we yeah. never do anything and I'm yeah. bored. <laughs> so, you know, you've got to take some kind of control. I use the word control. Can I tell you why I use the word control with my clients? A lot of my clients spend so much time, so much effort, so much energy trying to control the outside world. They will call themselves to me. They will say, I am a control freak, David. And I go, no, you're not. You don't know me. I spend my life trying to control everything. I said, but you're not a control freak because I want you to be in control, but I want you to control you. You're trying to control everybody else, and that won't work. That's why you're a freak. It can't work. You can't control the environment. You can't control what other people are thinking and saying, and you waste that energy. Then they'll say, well, that's why I can't sleep. I'm so tired, and then I can't sleep at night, and I'm eating wrong, and I'm eating on the go, and I'm putting on weight. Oh, my goodness. And it's like, go on and on and on. And look at me. And then now, then Nina Child will step in and say, oh, you're going to be too fat. Nobody's going to like you. You won't be able to get into dresses. Oh, this is wrong with you. Look what you look like. in the. Oh, my goodness. And it's like you're being dragged along with your emotions. And that's where you have to stop it. You have to step back. You have to look at this. And if you do not believe you create your emotions, ask. Was it, let me re, rephrase. If your inner child believes that they do not create the emotion, ask them, okay, sweetheart, where do you believe emotions come from? And they'll say something like, well, it comes from them. Okay, but how does it get from them into you? And they'll normally say, when I ask my clients that, don't know. Well, you must know because you think it happens. You see, now they're starting to duck and dive. Then they'll go quiet. But you have to be able to do this inner child work. This catastrophe is always your inner child. It's very difficult to deal with. It's also difficult for those in your family to deal with because you're an expert at this. And if ever they give you an answer, if you say, well, this could happen, and they answer it, guess what you'll do? Come up with another 
Worst case scenario, yeah. And then they answer that, and then you'll come up with another one. Because the inner child is very creative. Very creative. It's, that's a positive quality of our inner child. It's very creative, yeah. but it's being channeled in the wrong way. That's right. And, that's, and that really is the life lesson. The life lesson, if this resonates with you, please look back into the archive teachings. We've done lots of videos. I call this, in my model, reparenting the inner child. And do ne never believe that your inner child is some kind of a monster, a demon. It's got it in for you. It's against you. It's your enemy. It's a scared little child, frozen, stuck, doesn't understand. And what it wants the most is some education. It wants somebody to listen to it. It wants somebody to answer its questions. I can tell you when I'm working with a client, that is my main role, to answer the inner child's questions. Some of my clients can do this quite easily. Some find it a little bit more difficult. But if we can, I say to my client, can I try and speak to your inner child? And I go, well, I say, well, I'm going to use a pet name like little one or son or sweetheart and just answer close your eyes and just say the first thing that comes into your mind and so i'll just say so so son are you why why does this concern you why are you creating fear or i say do you believe you create fear and then you'll find that the inner the person will be able to i think some people call it channeling but it's almost coming mm. from a, a different part of their mind and then you, I can answer its questions. I, it can say, yeah, but what happens if this happens? And then I'll say, well, what, 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 do you, what, what do you think is going to happen? Then it'll give me the light. Well, I wouldn't be able to cope with that. Okay, son, so why do you think you wouldn't be able to cope with that? And this is what the child will always say. Because I haven't been able to cope with it in the past. And that is all the evidence the inner child will ever need. Because I haven't coped with it in the past, I will not be able to cope with it in the future. So my way is to make sure I do not encounter it in the future. The best way to not encounter it in the future is to make it so bad so we avoid it. Mm. Mm. And that's its plan. It's as simple as that. Mm. And we've done, as you say, we've done so many teachings, so, so many helpful teachings on the process David has talked about there, mm. the inner child reparenting, the inner child dialoguing, that questioning process, getting the inner child to open up and for you to educate, emotionally educate your inner child. I will put links to those teachings and also other teachings on understanding your emotions and the issues of kind of anxiety and what it is and, and un understanding the root causes of those red light emotions. So all of those teachings will help you explore this topic much, much more. If you have benefited from this teaching, please do let us know and perhaps share it with someone else who you think it may also help. Thank you so much for listening to this week's Wu Wei Wisdom Life Lesson. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and please rate and review us to help us grow. If you'd like to work one-to-one -one with David, he supports clients all over the world every week via video call. You can learn more about David's consultations plus our online events, offers and gifts 
on our website, wuwaiwisdom.com. You can also meet and share with us in our private Facebook group, on our YouTube channel, and on Instagram. Search for Wu Wei Wisdom and you'll find us. Until next time, stay happy, healthy, and in your flow.